Praise the Lord, everybody, on this Sunday morning. It is a cool Sunday morning, about 14 degrees outside. Still have some snow and ice on secondary roads and driveways and even on the main road up here in Callaway. Still have some ice and uh, snow that is uh, still on the highway, so... Uh, the parking lot of the church is covered up with snow, and hopefully it'll thaw out by Wednesday, and we'll be able to have Wednesday night service. But we're having a special online service today so that we can uh, get our uh, church time in, if you will. I never like to miss church, and I think that uh, having church, even when we have to cancel the main service, is still a good thing. So welcome to our online Sunday school uh, service today. And uh, we are going to also be on at two o'clock uh, for the Pikeful campus, uh, just online only, so you can join us then. But uh, we want to uh, uh, just remind everybody of some things coming up, get our announcements in, uh, because we always like to let people know what's going on so that they can stay in the loop of everything that's happening. And so hopefully we can uh, we can find uh, everybody in the know. Well, uh, Christian Community Center going to be January the twenty sixth, six to eight p.m. Keep that in mind. And also we have January the twenty eighth after Sunday school, after Sunday service, I should say. Uh, there's going to be a hot chocolate uh, bar in the dining room. Get your name in the drawing for a hot chocolate gift basket. So get that in mind. That's January the 28th. Section 3 rally, February the 2nd, 7.30 p.m., Grayson United Pentecostal Church, Grayson, Kentucky. Also, men's meeting, first Monday of the month. That'll be February the 5th, and that'll be at 6 p.m. And then KYC is coming up, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky. And the speaker is going to be Brother Josh Carson. Also, let's uh, remember Section 3 Conference, February 22nd and 23rd. And our youth service at CAC, we'd like to have all of you. we got age groups and departments for every age group. So come on out and be with us. And that is on Wednesday nights at the Casey Wing for the uh, youth and the adults are in the main sanctuary. Also, uh, we do have our prayer requests, and we want to uh, remind everyone of all of those. And as those scroll across the screen, uh, we're not going to read all of those, but we want to read the ones that uh, the last five of these. Uh, let's remember Leona Little, Sheila Spartman, Debbie Ratliff, Pam Bartley, and Melissa Baker's dad. Let's remember all of these in prayer, and all of those that you see scrolling across the screen. So with that said, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we have a special online Sunday school this frosty morning. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to utilize this platform to have Sunday school and to be able to continue doing what we do on Sunday, and that is to not only gather together to learn of your word, but to worship and praise you. 
I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way, that each and everything that is said and done today will bring honor unto you, and each of us will learn something today that will forever change our lives. We ask, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for all of those that are on the prayer list. You know their needs, their situations, their circumstances. And, Lord, I just pray that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one of them as they struggle with their sicknesses, their diseases, the things that have come against them. I pray, Lord, that you would bring them comfort and peace and healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we also would like to remind everybody uh, that uh, this morning you could have uh, jumped on the radio broadcast and got a little bit of church this morning at 930. That's on uh, WQHYFM, and that's uh, 95.5 on your dial. And if you don't get that, maybe you live too far outside the area, live in a dead spot, well, you can still go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link. And you can get the same broadcast that is broadcast on your radio. Also, uh, television broadcast, you can catch it at 10. Right now it's on, but uh, we don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to stick around for that. And also, uh, 1030, uh, I mean 10 o'clock on, on WQCW-TV, Tri-State CW, and also at 2 and 2.30 p.m. today, and that's on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still get it all right there on mountaintopmedia.com. And, of course, you can uh, follow us on Facebook. We'd like to have you uh, click the like button and like our pages and and follow our pages. And that way you can stay in the know because uh, we, this morning, have put out on Facebook, uh, we we do Facebook, email, uh, we do uh, all sorts of uh, the, the sign, the, the telephone answering machine to try to get everybody to know that we're not having service or service is uh, rescheduled, uh, you know, canceled, whatever it is. Uh, we try to get people to uh, just uh, be in the know of everything going on. So if you would like to follow us on Facebook, you can do that. Facebook is uh, CAC Daily for the CAC Daily iCast. Also, it is Cornerstone, or should I say it used to be Cornerstone KY, and now it's CAC Phelps KY, CAC Phelps KY for the Phelps uh, campus, and also Pipeful Apostolic for the Pipeful campus, and my personal Facebook is Pastor RDM. And you can follow us on Twitter, of course, CAC Daily iCast, also, CAC Phelps, Pike UPC, and my personal Twitter at Pastor RDM. I tried to get all of them the same so we wouldn't have to worry whether it's Twitter or uh, whether it was Facebook, but uh, due to uh, so many people now on Twitter platform and, and the YouTube platform and Facebook platform and all this, it's hard to get everything on the same uh, things. So that's why you see a little bit of different titles with all of those. And also, uh, we'd like to let you know that uh, you can call in. And uh, this is something that I think is uh, good for you to know. And uh, you can call in the church at 606-456-4400. And that 
is where you also will find out that service was canceled today. And you can also call in, leave your prayer requests, praise reports, or something special you need to uh, leave and let us know about. So keep that in mind. And also, let's see what else we got uh, that we can uh, jump into here and look at. Of course, our emails. You can email us at prayer at Cornerstone Apostolic or pastor at cornerstoneapostolic.org. And uh, we, we get those emails and we do answer those as quickly and efficiently as we can. So if you would like to uh, do that, then uh, be sure to, uh, you know, uh, send us your, your email and make sure that uh, you have an, a return address. Sometimes people use these emails uh, through our forms and uh, they fill in an email and it's not really an email. Just make sure you use an email that works because it's hard for us to, um, you know, find uh, how to get back with you if your email you sent us is not a legitimate email. So just keep that in mind. Well, this morning, as we uh, get ready to study the word of the Lord, it is January the 21st. This month is almost gone. And uh, of course, uh, we are looking at uh, today's uh, lesson, Standing Tall on His Knees. And we're going to study about Daniel. We're going to study a little bit about Daniel, of how that uh, uh, when you think about Daniel, you always uh, immediately think about the lion's den and how the Lord delivered him out of the lion's den. But Daniel had a life before the lion's den. And I think that's important for us to realize in our study today, and maybe we'll uh, talk about that just a little bit uh, more. A life before the lion's den. Uh, and that is important for all of us because if we don't have a life before the trial comes, if we don't have a life with Jesus before the trouble comes, we may not survive the trouble. We may not survive the trial. So I would just like to say that uh, this is why it's so important that we have a life with Jesus before trouble comes. And if Daniel had not had a life with the Lord before the lion's den, he would have never survived. He would have compromised. He would have maybe done something he thought needed to be done, and then he could have either uh, still got thrown in the lion's den for uh, deception and other things, or he could have lost his walk with the Lord when he compromised. Ever how it is uh, with, uh, with us today, we need to understand how important it is to uh, just simply have a... Uh, a, a walk with the Lord. So we're going to go to uh, the Lord in prayer again as we uh, pray for the lesson today. Let's pray together. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty miraculous way that today we would study your word and you would give us the understanding that we could expound it to others. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' name as we ask that you would help us to have a life with you, a close relationship with you, so that when trouble comes, 
we will be able to stand on our knees. And we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, um, looking at uh, Daniel, of course, we want to uh, pick up in the book of Daniel. And we want to go to Daniel chapter 6. And we want to read in verse number 10. We'll read 10 through 13 and then 16 through 28. I know it'll be a lot of reading this morning, but this is all very important uh, that we grab on to this today. In verse number 10 of Daniel chapter 6, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Then those men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Now, before we go down to verse number 16, there's some things that I feel is important to uh, understand this very um, uh, uh, accusation against Daniel. Uh, It wasn't a false accusation. He was praying, and uh, it did go against the decree of the king. But looking back at these verses, uh, I just want us to just um, think about Daniel's uh, courage uh, because I think that sometimes when we look at uh, this, these lessons, I guess, with biblical characters, we don't think of the courage that it actually takes. It would be like somebody coming to you today, uh, whether it was a king or a, you know, governor or somebody in charge that came to you and knocked on your door and said, uh, we, we heard you praying and uh, we're going to have to arrest you and uh, we're going to throw you in the lion's den or we're going to throw you in the electric chair or the gas chamber. In other words, we're going to, uh, we're going to kill you. We're going to take you out. How would we today respond to that type of um, confrontation? Now, I know all of us immediately are going to say, oh, well, praise God, I would stand there firm because I know that uh, if they killed me, I'd still be okay, and if they didn't kill me, I'd be okay. So I'm just going to stand, you know. But how courageous, what kind of relationship Daniel had that he could look at them knowing that death was going to happen to him if uh, he he didn't stop praying, 
That was the decree throughout all the land. You don't ask any petition of any god, just of the king for 30 days. You see, I think it's interesting. When I read uh, the book of Daniel and this story, I think of things that are so intriguing to me. Number one is that Daniel defied uh, the decree. Number two, the decree was only going to be for 30 days. Now, here's what some people I feel today would say. What's what's the hurt? I'll whisper under my breath for 30 days. The next 30 days, I won't pray like I normally pray. The next 30 days, I won't do what I normally do. And that's where the courage of Daniel was, and that's where the relationship of Daniel was, He had such a relationship that he was not going to go 30 days without praying. Even though Daniel was, was, uh, you know, looked at as somebody, and even though Daniel was, uh, you know, a captive, even though Daniel had the opportunity to kind of just lay low for 30 days, he chose not to. This is where we have to have this type of relationship with the Lord, that we're not going to go 30 days without praying and talking to him. We're not going to go 30 days without getting on our knees and giving him praise. We're not going to go 30 days without going to church or 30 days without going uh, before his presence. That's where the relationship, when I read this, this is something that, why didn't the King signed a decree uh, for 60 days, 90 days. For the next year, the king could have done anything he wanted to. Maybe there's some uh, rule or regulation. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really done the background check of the Medes and Persians and see that a decree can only be for 30 days or something. I don't know. But I think it's interesting that it's only for 30 days that this decree is set in order. It's not for six months. It's not for a year. It's not a ban forever, a lifetime ban of this. But we find something that is 30 days long, and it would be so easy to say, well, it's just 30 days. It's just a month. I'll serve the Lord and pray openly the next 11 months after that, but uh, this month, I'm just going to kind of lay low. You know, we get pushed into that mentality quite often. You may be in public, and instead of praying over your food, I'm not saying disrupt the restaurant. I'm not saying we got to stand up on the table and say, all right, everybody, you know, be quiet. We're going to pray. But there's nothing wrong with praying aloud in a restaurant. Maybe even praying aloud over your food at work, praying aloud over your food at home. Um, if If we're really dedicated with a relationship with the Lord that we're supposed to have, we're not going to want, and and this is, uh, I guess where it comes in to being dedicated and what our want is. I wanted to have a, Sunday school lesson this morning. I could have slept in. 
I could have just called it a day and said, I got a day off. But you know, if, if we're not careful, we will start looking at our relationship with the Lord. Like we look at our relationship with coworkers, uh, people that we buy gas off of, or people that we, uh, you know, go shop at their uh, stores. We, we will have a casual relationship. You know, there's people that I know who owns businesses here in the Phelps area and even in Pikeville area. And I can go by and I can say hello and, uh, they say hello back and all that. And uh, I still meet a businessman from Pikeville. And every time I see him at a funeral, he stops me, uh, because I may be talking to someone and he stops me and talks to me. Uh, and you know, uh, it, it, but I don't talk to him every day. I don't talk to him uh, every, uh, you know, Monday through Sunday. Uh, it's an occasional thing that we meet. What I'm trying to say is that if we have a casual relationship with the Lord, we may not be prepared for the next problem, the next trouble, the next thing that comes against us. In other words, we may decide 30 days without prayer. The Lord understands. No, we need to understand that the Lord's calling for our dedication 365 and that one-fourth day a year. We need to learn to have how to have a relationship with the Lord. What do you mean by relationship? I mean talking to him. You know, most marriages end in divorce uh, because of a few things. Sometimes it's money, finances, if you will. Sometimes it's it's uh, infidelity. But uh, it starts breaking down when they quit talking to each other. The relationship falls apart. Now, we're getting ready to come upon Valentine's Day, and we don't celebrate Valentine's Day to uh, represent a saint, but we try to get the saints to stay together and love each other and, and have a celebration during that time uh, for one another. But uh, our relationship is not a one-day relationship like Valentine's Day or Christmas or Easter. Uh, if that's the only time we really think about the Lord, and, and many times people don't even think about the Lord then, Easter becomes about uh, you know, bunnies and eggs and uh, new clothes and Christmas becomes about gifts of what you want. And uh, it, it becomes, have you noticed it becomes less and less and less about Jesus? Everything in life becomes less and less and less. Well, that's what the the king, along with his cohorts, uh, they, they are wanting to make... Uh, the, the captives less and less involved with their God. And, and that's why this decree is given. You know, nobody can ask any petition except of the king for 30 days. It would have been easy. I'm just telling you, it would have been easy for Daniel to close his windows, sit down, and whisper a little prayer. Just, Lord, you know where I'm at. You know what I'm going through, Lord. I'm surrounded by captives and uh, captivators, and 
and the enemy, and, and I can't talk very loud, but you know my heart. If we're not careful, that becomes our attitude toward the Lord. We, we don't outwardly express our love for him. We don't openly show that we have a relationship with him. We kind of want to blend in with the world. Why should we want to come out from among the world? Number one, the Bible says to. Number two, our relationship now is not with the world. Our relationship is with the Lord. And because it's with the Lord, we have to pray to him. That's what Daniel did. He didn't worry about the decree. And and Daniel knew that the writing was signed. And uh, when he knew that, he went straight into his house. Notice what it says, and I'll, I'll uh, kind of point this out. He went into his house, and the windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God. And notice those last words, as he did aforetime. He changed nothing. He didn't change his prayer life. He didn't change how he prayed, who he prayed to, how he opened the windows, how he faced Jerusalem. He didn't change any of that. He had such a relationship with the Lord that he says, I don't care what the king says. I'm going to pray like I've always prayed. God is more important than a decree and this is where it's really going to come in, in for us as the people of God today. If you haven't noticed, America is starting to circle the wagons around Christians and push them aside. Persecution, you know, uh, even somebody said on the news the other day, and I thought this is very telling of our world. And this is why you've got to understand this. Um, the newscaster said, oh, the only people that voted for Donald Trump in the primary, uh, you know, in the primary was white evangelicals. That was the majority of his base. They were putting us Christians down. Because saying that we were supporting Trump and then that's the only support he got, nobody else with any sense. And that's basically what they were trying to say is, is that we're brainwashed and we don't have any uh, capability of thinking on our own and all that. But that was with, uh, you know, the, the caucus that just happened just the other day. But um, I think about this and I think about how our world is changing. Used to... If you was a Christian, uh, U.S., uh, you know, embraced you. Uh, prayers were made before Congress, before Senates and uh, House of Chambers and all of these things and uh, governmental meetings and schools, even uh, school special meetings. Um, and still in small towns it happens, like Phelps. That's why I like being from a small town. But with that, Daniel could have easily 
said, I'm going to wait for 30 days because I'm going to suffer death if I, you know, disobey or, or break this decree. The world we're living in is pushing more and more, and all you got to do, what's coming ahead for America, what's coming ahead for our world, read your Bible. Reading the Bible tells you everything, how people are going to uh, hate you. Yeah. Oh, no, everybody loves me. Oh, they think so highly of me. Beware. You're, you're, you're walking down a road that if you're worried more about relationships with people than you are with the Lord, you're going to come up short because, uh, you know, uh, the world we're living in is changing. Christianity is no longer um, honored. Christianity is no longer honored. In fact, they look at you as the problem. You keep calling out sin. You keep calling out immorality. You keep calling out all these things, and they can't do what they want to do in the world because you make them uncomfortable. You make them uncomfortable when it comes to homosexuality. You make them uncomfortable when it comes to transgender. You make them uncomfortable because you say the Bible says these things are sin and wrong and immoral. Well, if we're not careful with all the pressure that comes against uh, people, I, I remember one, uh, one uh, athlete, when he was being interviewed, he began to just give the Lord honor and praise for what uh, he had accomplished. And the next thing you know, he's having to do a um, a kind of backpedaling because of the pressure of the organization wanting him to tone down religious beliefs. Another person had uh, stood against some immorality and spoke out against it, um, you know, uh, I think it was the gay community and pride organization and things like that. And uh, then he had to backpedal. His millions of dollars was at stake. You see, Daniel could have backpedaled. Daniel could have looked and said, you know, um, it's been, it's been a, a, a good thing the Lord has spared me and the Lord has placed me in this uh, palace for this time. And uh, for 30 days, I, I'll still be strong. I'll still be, you know, able to serve the Lord. He could have taken that view. That's how some people take the view of praying. Even today, people, well, yeah, I, I pray a little but we need to have a relationship with the Lord. And even some people may say, well, you know what? Uh, Sunday, it snowed. Uh, we didn't have church. Wednesday, I, I got to be somewhere else, so I'm not going to be at Wednesday church. Next Sunday, I'll try to be there next Sunday. Well, you know, uh, it's like the old saying goes, and uh, it's true. One week without church or Jesus makes one 
uh, or seven days, I'll get it right here, seven days without church makes one week. Seven days without prayer makes one week. Instead of W-E-E-K, it's W-E-A-K. I think that's important because there's some things that that uh, we look at today we can compare and see that if we're not careful, we will compromise on decrees. That's right. I know we're not talking about the decrees of, of a king or something like that, but we'll we'll start compromising on our own decrees. I can't be to church on Sunday, Pastor. I've got a decree to be here. I can't be there Wednesday, Pastor. I've got a decree to be there. I, I can't be there, uh, you know, when when uh, we're getting ready to do something for the Lord uh, at the men's meeting because I got a decree. Our decrees can be anything from work schedules to uh, appointments to all sorts of other things because I got a decree. It don't matter I miss one service, Pastor. It don't matter I missed a week of services. It don't matter I miss 50% of the time that we have church. I still pray. I was talking to somebody one time, and they uh, they had some things going on that was going uh, against the word of the Lord, and and they were failing in some areas, and, and so we had to talk to them. And it was like, oh, no, no, you don't understand. We pray. We pray. Well, that's great. That's That's awesome that people pray. But when you have a relationship with the Lord, you're going to be like Daniel. You're going to be faithful in the time of testing. You're going to be faithful in the time of trouble. And and I want to uh, kind of bring us to this uh, understanding. Let's look at Daniel's life and see what it was like before the lion's den, before the decree was signed. Daniel's success happened because Daniel had an excellent spirit. Now, we need to have an excellent spirit today. An excellent spirit means you're faithful today, you're faithful tomorrow, you're faithful when things are good, you're faithful when things are bad, you don't miss church just because you want to miss church. You want to be at church because you know that is what God has called you to do, to be, uh, you know, like Daniel and be, have Daniel's success, I should say. We have to have an excellent spirit. He also had God's favor upon him. How did he have God's favor? He had God's favor because he prayed to God. He talked to God. He walked with him. He talked with him like the old song. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. You see, if we're not careful, if we have a broken relationship with the Lord, when testing time comes, trouble comes, opposition comes, we will cave. I think back, I think back about, um, you know, when COVID came out 
Of course, now all of the experts, even Fauci, is saying the six-foot separation did not work. It was useless. It didn't work. Three-foot didn't work. None of that worked. They're admitting now that all of this was, everything they said to do really didn't help. That's not the wiring mask didn't help, but that's not the problem. The problem is they shut down our country. People went out of business. Churches, some churches that closed down never reopened. And then churches that did close down lost. And I think there was somebody that did a study. I think it was 20% of their congregation uh, is still missing even after all this time. Even after it comes out, okay, that was a, a, you know, a lie by the government saying that we needed to be six feet apart. That was a lie saying we needed to wear a mask. That was a lie, you know, uh, and all of this. And then, you know, when, when you look at this, I, I look at how, yes, we shut down. We went online, but we shut down in-person services. And I think back, and that's why now I will tell you, we will not shut down the church because the government tells us. We may have to close because of snow. We may have to close because of icy conditions. But we will not close uh, for any uh, pandemic or anything like that, the church will remain open because I feel that we had our moment. We had our moment, and I and I'm speaking from somebody who who felt like that we just needed to shut the church down and and be safe. And after all, we can have online service or we can pray at home. Daniel could have prayed under his breath. Daniel could have. Um, you know, uh, close the windows. But he didn't. He left them open. He still prayed openly. Why? Because he had a relationship with the Lord. I think our moment, and I speak this from, from example and experience, I think our moment to, I guess, uh, have a positive influence on a lot of people passed when we shut the churches down for COVID. Now, I know there were some that did not. I know a pastor even got arrested. Yeah, he got arrested. Uh, they, they, there's a pastor that got arrested and uh, told, don't go back, but he went back anyway with ankle bracelet and all on. But you know what? Now he has a record. Now, are they going to go back and say, oh, we made a mistake. Uh, it wasn't really, you You was breaking the law by going to church, but it wasn't endangering anybody. So we, we're going to uh, reverse that and we apologize. No, that ain't happening. We're living in a world that don't know how to say I'm sorry. They don't know how to apologize. Um, but with that, Daniel's success happened because he had the favor of God. Why did he have the favor of God? Because he had a relationship with the Lord. 
he served the Lord fervently before he ever got to the point of this decree. We have got to serve the Lord fervently before we ever face our problem, our trouble. You won't have a problem going to church when you have a relationship with the Lord. I'm going to say that again. You won't have a problem going to church when you have a relationship with the Lord. I know people's lives are so messed up. I know they're so discombobulated. I know that we're living in a world that goes 24-7, 365 days a year. But we as the church can't be like the world. We're going to have to show the favor of God is upon us. We're going to have to show that we are sincere and true about what we believe. You know, uh, that's just what that pastor believes. Or that's just what that church believes. Or that's just what that organization believes. No, what do you believe? Now, some of y'all is going to say, well, you know, you should have had church today because uh, the main road's clear, even though the side roads and driveway, and we could have waited through the parking lot. Yeah, we could have. We could have. And uh, having this broadcast today is just a small thing of what we may have experienced if we'd been in the house of the Lord. But when I think about what Daniel was faced with, it wasn't the weather. Daniel wasn't faced with the weather. Daniel wasn't faced. Even Paul said, you know, that he got hindered because of, of uh, weather, uh, winter, uh, uh, different things that, that they couldn't travel like they once traveled. So we understand weather. We understand, uh, you know, if the power's off or if, if uh, you know, there's no water at the church or something like that. We understand all that. But if we're not careful, what we won't understand is how to be faithful uh, regardless. Even though uh, we're finding ourselves in, uh, in a place uh, where, uh, you know, we can make a choice. or What kind of relationship are we going to have with the Lord before something happens? Before we're tempted? Before the temptation comes, the trial comes, before something happens that could take you away from the presence of the Lord, what kind of relationship do we have? Well, let's look at Daniel. Daniel's the one we're studying today, so let's look at Daniel, and we may talk about this uh, a little on the uh, on the uh, two o'clock service uh, today online. Daniel's success was because Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel loved the Lord above everything else. He had God's favor upon his life. And Daniel was faithful and obedience. Faithful obedience brings God's blessings. Daniel was faithful. Daniel's persecution, uh, Darius' decree, that nobody could make any petition until, unless they asked of the king. That's the only one they could ask a petition of. You couldn't pray to your God. You couldn't, uh, you know, continue what you've been doing. Uh, life as you knew it stopped for 30 days. 
Daniel didn't let his life stop for 30 days. Daniel's response was, I'm going to keep on praying anyway. I'm not even going to close the windows and whisper. I'm going to open the windows toward Jerusalem. I'm still going to pray out loud. And when they heard that, they was upset because Daniel made up his mind. I'm going to give thanks before God as I always have. And let's look at what else it says. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying. Oh, we got him now. He's praying. He's praying. We're going to take him out now. Let's go tell the king. And he's making, you know, this supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the thing and said, you know, king, you've got a decree. Nobody can, uh, you know, uh, ask any petition of any God or man within 30 days except you, O king. And, uh, you know, that that's I think, is, is so important because uh, when they came near and found Daniel doing that, then uh, they said, if anybody's found doing this, then uh, they are to be thrown into the den of lions. The king answered and said, the thing is true. I signed that decree. Nobody can ask any petition of their God except they can come to me, but they can't go to their God. Now, we got to understand what, what is happening in our world today. The world is trying to get us not to depend upon God, but depend upon government, programs, others for what we have need of. When we quit depending upon God, we're going to find that we're going to eventually push God out of the picture. Because if somebody else is supplying your needs, you won't look to God. Maybe you're hungry and somebody gives you food, you're not going to look to God's. You uh, you need a job, somebody gives it to you, you're not going to look to God. But we got to keep looking to the Lord. we got to keep looking to the Lord. The king answered and said, This thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Can't change it. Done, signed. It's, it's law. You know, it's just like if Congress today was to pass a law, that law is in effect until they revisit it and either do away with it or revise it or something like that. So once a law is a law, it's the law, right? And uh, so with that, they answered and said before the king, that Daniel, let me tell you about that Daniel, uh, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. He's still praying. He's still praying. Well, as as we look at this, and of course, um, looking at um, Daniel's faithfulness, we got to be like Daniel. 
We have got to be like Daniel. Daniel's getting ready to be thrown into a lion's den. Those lions are starved so that they're hungry and they're they're uh, you know they're they're so hungry that no matter what falls in, they'll rip it apart and tear it apart. And most people say most of the time before the person ever hits the bottom, they jump up and grab them and start ripping apart. This was Daniel's threat. Daniel, you're going into the lion's den. Look how hungry they are. Daniel knew how they treated the lions. Daniel knew they starved the lions. Daniel knew what happened to people when they were thrown into a lion's den. A lion's den is a is a place of hungry, devouring lions. We're living in a world that the Bible teaches us that the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Don't mean he can devour people at his will. But if you're willing to be thrown into the lion's den, if you're willing to be thrown into his plan, if you're willing to be thrown into uh, his devices, you will be devoured also. The devil's slick. He doesn't tell you that he's a liar. But he deceives people and lies to people all the time. The devil doesn't tell you he's out to destroy you. When the devil's talking to someone and trying to convince them they don't need to serve the Lord, they don't need to go to church, he's not saying you don't need to go to church because you know if you go keep going to church, you're going to be strong spiritually. You're going to do great things for the Lord. No, he wants you to come away from church. Come away from truth. Come away from the Bible. Come away from obedience. So what? He can devour you. He can't devour somebody who is in the presence of the Lord. He can't devour. The devil don't have the power to devour anybody he chooses. You have to put yourself in that position. Walking away from God, not following his word. When you find yourself in those situations, the devil can devour you. Well, Daniel knew that, uh, you know, things was going to be bad. But with this, throughout history, the Jewish people have faced many trials and tribulations that have threatened to destroy them individually and collectively from the Babylon, uh, Babylonian exile to the destruction of the second temple to the loss of the life at Masada, ancient events often brought the Jews into conflict with other nations. The Assyrians destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel and deported the people, never allowing them to return. The Babylonians destroyed the first temple and exiled the people. The Romans raised and destroyed the second temple. What are you saying? Look at what's happening right now. Why did, um, you know, Gaza, uh, uh, the uh, terrorists that came into Israel, uh, go in and destroy Israel? 
Why didn't they attack the Palestinians? Why didn't they go across a border to maybe Jordan or some, some other country? Because the people of God, Jews in particular, have always been persecuted. The world would like to wipe out the Jewish people. They, they don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear about this dedication. The Jews, many of them, and of course we all know the story of the Holocaust and, and Hitler and, and all the terrible, terrible things that happened uh, to families, Jewish families. But some Jews refused to bow. They refused to compromise. They stood for their beliefs even in the face of death. This is what Daniel did also. My question in closing today on the, um, on the Sunday school part, my question is this. Do we have a relationship with the Lord that is so strong that when people try to force us to compromise, tempt us to compromise, maybe you're a teen at, at school and some of your classmates are tempting you, come on, you, you don't have to wear dresses all the time. You can wear dresses, but we got some clothing we're going to let you wear, and we'll go out and party. Then you can put your dress on and go back to church on Sunday. Do you say no? Do you refuse? What about what about men at work? All your buddies at work says, "Oh, come on, we're going to go out for a beer, or we're going to go out for uh, you know something to drink. Uh, one little drink ain't going to hurt you. Come on." Are you going to say no? Your friends tempt you. Oh, come on. Let's go here. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to church every time the doors are open. Come on, let's go here or let's go there. If you compromise on your relationship before the lines den, before the temptation, before what comes against you, you will struggle. I'm going to say you will fail miserably when it comes time to stand for Jesus and let the world go by. If you're not faithful now, I do not believe you will be faithful when tested at your lion's den. Your lion's den may not be a hole in the ground with lions in it, but it can be everything from tempted to uh, have a uh, uh, extramarital affair, tempted to have drugs, alcohol, tempted to live a different lifestyle, deny, you know, what you believe. And, and, it, and, and here's another thing. If you are a Christian today, know why you do what you do. Because testing time's going to test you and if all you can come up with is, well, that the church I attend, this is what we do. Or the pastor preaches against this. 
you'll never have the stand of Daniel. Daniel knew what he believed. Daniel knew in whom he believed. So I would like to say this. If if we are not careful, our relationship will be with each other, but not with the Lord. Our relationship will be strong enough to have a gathering or social gathering, but not strong enough to stand for Jesus. I would like to just help us today to understand that Daniel demonstrated tremendous courage as he continued to pray to the Lord despite the penalty of death. Daniel had lived a good life even though he faced difficult circumstances after being exiled to Babylon and then seeing the Persians rise to power. Throughout his life, Daniel stayed true to the Lord. Before the lion's den, Daniel was faithful. Remember Enoch? Remember this testimony? He walked with God. Before he was ever translated, he walked with God. Our life before the testing time, our life before the trouble, our life before we face opposition has got to be faithful and true. And with that said, I see that our time is up for the Sunday school portion of this. Uh, and and I'd just like to say uh, that, you know, I, I pray that you are staying strong in the Lord. I pray that you are are uh, holding on because without that, when you face your lines den, you are going to compromise. Well, I want to go to the Lord in prayer in closing our Sunday school this morning. And then uh, we want to uh, continue on into our church service uh, as we regularly do when we're at uh, CAC. So um, with that, uh, I just want to uh, kind of get us into uh, the frame of mind. Am I faithful now? Ask yourself the question, am I faithful now? Am I a person that doesn't compromise, doesn't change what I believe with who I'm with? Let's be a Daniel. Let's be a Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They stood and had a relationship with the Lord before testing time ever came. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the lesson today. We thank you, Lord, for those who are watching today from the East Coast, West Coast, and around the world. We ask, Lord, that you would bless us today to have a relationship with you that would help us to stand in the time of testing, in the time of trouble, in the time of opposition. Lord, I just pray that you would help us all today to be faithful, to have that relationship with you so that when we face our lives dead, we like Daniel will stay true to you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray.
concludes our Sunday school portion of today's service. And of course, uh, we want to jump right into our church uh, service today. Uh, Of course, as you can tell, we are uh, having just a special online uh, service today. Uh, No services at CAC campus due to uh, the parking lot has about eight inches of snow in the parking lot. And uh, there's ice still on the main roads in places and the side roads especially. Uh, So we are not having service in the church house uh, today. But uh, we wanted to still have our online so that we can gather together and still have church. I never want to just say, well, today's a day off. Uh, we, we had a snow day. You know, I used to all the time uh, when I worked at, at uh, Chisholm Coal Company, we would, uh, uh, you know, gather days that we could take off any time we wanted. And the, and the big saying was, I'm going to take a day, which means I'm just going to take a day. And sometimes you would work on your house or you'd work around uh, doing something that needed to be done. But uh, other times, it may just be, I'm just going to take a day off and do nothing. Well, I never want to take a day off from church and do nothing. I never want to take off a day of serving the Lord. We got to serve the Lord 365 and that one fourth day. Well, uh, we want to talk a little bit today, uh, continuing on our theme of Daniel uh, as we transition into our church service. And um, we do want to uh, uh, have a, um, I guess we could just have a a moment of, of, uh, of transition time. And uh, I, I thought about, I think I've got a, a song that I can bring up here uh, that would be um, able to uh, kind of get us. It's, it's a song by our singers at church. And uh, I'm thinking I have this, uh, this video. And so I'm going to see if I do. And if I do, I'm going to... Uh, Lord, a mighty hand clap once again as they lead us in worship. Do that because uh, this is um, this is a song, new name, written down in glory. Bring this back up and do something else here. 
maybe get that audio in and uh hopefully i can so uh let's see if i can because i wanted to transition here and i i messed that up completely but i wanted to transition and uh see if we could do that but uh let's see what the Lord, a mighty here. hand clap once and, again uh, as they lead us in worship Oh! 
was the CAC I tell you uh, praise team uh, singing and I love that song and they always do a great job on that song and I wanted to kind of do a little transition between uh, Sunday school and church and so what better way to do that also if you would like to give today of course there's nothing wrong with giving on a day that we're not in the building but if you would like to give uh, you can send that in uh, several ways you can go to our Facebook page at CAC daily and you can also go to our Facebook page at CAC Phelps KY and you can find the donation button at the top of the page and you can click on that and donate you can give through givelify you can go to our website and go to the bottom of the page on our website and you can click on the donation link so if you would like to give that way you can do so uh, today and of course uh, we want to pick up uh, and kind of piggyback off of our uh, lesson this morning we were talking about Daniel in Sunday school and we kind of want to just talk about uh, the um, the title I want to use I guess for this uh, particular um, uh, lesson and and particular uh, uh, talking that I'm going to do to you today uh, I want it to be uh, entitled a life before the lion's den a life before the lion's den and uh, I want to uh, talk to us about that because uh, you know we we have uh, studied Daniel uh, this morning and talked a little bit about this how he was standing on his knees he didn't bow he uh, didn't bend he didn't uh, compromise uh, he had such an experience with the Lord that he was willing to, uh, you know, stand and pray uh, and not compromise, even though there was a decree that uh, anyone that uh, broke this decree would be thrown into the lion's den. So uh, with that said, uh, I want to change the title right here just for a moment. If you give me a moment to key this in. A uh, life before uh, the lion's den, and uh, that's what I want to uh, talk to you about today. A life before the lion's den, and uh, we want to pick up uh, in some of our scripture uh, where we left off, and let's pick up in verse number sixteen of Daniel chapter six. So, uh, verse number sixteen of Daniel chapter 6. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet, and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went 
from him. And I want to stop right there. We'll pick up in verse number 19 in just a moment, but I want to stop right there because I want us to uh, just go to the Lord in prayer today as I speak to you just for a little while today about uh, this particular uh, life that Daniel had before the lion's den. And that's what I want to title it, a life before the lion's den. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today on this beautiful day you have made. And, Lord, I pray that you would help us today as we have our uh, our church service today online, that you will bless somebody today with strength, and you'll bless somebody that they can get closer to you so that when we are faced with our lines, then our opposition, things that try to get us to compromise uh, or let down that we will not do that. We will stand with you, for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Well, uh, earlier this morning, we talked about how Daniel had a relationship with the Lord before uh, the uh, lion's den. I think it's important that we understand that a life before the lion's den is just simply a life before trouble, a life before something devastating happens. Um, if we have a life before that with the Lord, then we will be strong in the midst of that. I want to say that again. If we have a relationship with the Lord before trouble comes, we will stand for the Lord in the midst of that. We won't be wanting to give up, throw in the towel, walk away. We will simply want to stand and keep doing what we're doing because, after all, it is worth everything to stand for the Lord in the midst of opposition. Daniel gave us the greatest example, one of the greatest. Of course, we could talk about Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. We could talk about Job. We could talk about uh, Paul, when he was beaten and left for dead, uh, we could talk about uh, Peter being thrown into prison. We could talk about John, you know, who uh, in, ended up being beheaded. And uh, we could talk about a lot of things, uh, people. But the common thing uh, and the common, uh, I guess, um, thing that we could look at is that each one of them that we mentioned and Almost everyone that you read about in the Bible uh, that had a relationship with the Lord before trouble came stood in the midst of the trouble. We, we could talk about how that uh, many characters in the Bible from, uh, from Old Testament to New, they was willing to stand in the midst of the trouble. They was willing to to stand in the midst of the problem, even when faced with certain death. That's what a lion's den was. That's what a fiery furnace was. It was certain death. They stood for the Lord. They didn't compromise. They didn't say, well, okay, just this once. Not one time did they give in. You know, the disciples were actually threatened don't you preach or teach in the name of Jesus anymore. If we catch you doing that, uh, we're going to throw you in prison. 
Well, they throw them in prison. As soon as they let them out, while they're doing, they're right back teaching and preaching in the name of Jesus. Why? Because their relationship with the Lord before the jail cell, before the lion's den, before the beatings, was a relationship strong in obedience and faithfulness. I want to I stress that today as we study a life before the lion's den because we can take situation after situation that all of us are faced with and we can say, I had an opportunity to backslide. I had an opportunity to not stand. I had an opportunity to walk away, but I'm still here. I'm sure that all of us, Everyone that's watching right now, you have had situations and circumstances happen in your life that you could have simply just walked away from the Lord. You could have thrown in the towel. You could have given up. But your relationship with the Lord was so faithful before this happened that you're not even thinking about giving up. You're not even thinking about throwing the towel in. That's the relationship we have to have with Jesus. We have to have that relationship that says, I'm not going to give up in the time of trouble. I'm going to stand for Jesus and let the world go by. I'll claim his promise. He will supply. I I, I believe that we got to have such a relationship with the Lord that we can be like Daniel. Daniel, we're going to throw you in the lion's den because you kept praying and you knew you were supposed to stop. I can't quit praying, King. I can't quit praying. I got to keep praying to my God. He's been so good to me. He's my help in the time of trouble. He's my strength when I am weak. He provides for me on a daily basis. I can't give up on him. Now, none of that is recorded in the word, but that would be my understanding of how Daniel had a relationship with the Lord before the lion's den. Because if we're not careful, we will find ourselves falling into compromise when the going gets tough. Now, I know you've all heard this saying, when the going gets tough, that's right, the tough get going. But um, if if we're not careful in our day-to-day when the going gets tough spiritually, now we might say that naturally, oh, when the going gets tough, I get going. Or, you know, uh, when, when things get uh, tough, I just hang in there like like a person that always talks at church says, hang in there like a hair in a biscuit, you know, hang in there. (laughs) But with that said, if we're not careful, what will happen is we will not have that relationship intact or complete or bonded with the Lord before the trouble comes or the opposition comes or the temptation comes. And then it would be easy to just say, well, you know, I I said this in Sunday school this morning, 30 days ain't that long. You know, maybe I'll calm it down for 30 days. Daniel refused to calm it down for 30 days. Now, with that said, uh, look at the life of Job. Job had an opportunity to compromise. I mean, the man is, he's lost his family. He's lost his cattle. He's, he's now a poor man. 
he, he's lost his stuff and, and he's sitting there and not only has he lost everything that he ever worked for in his life, now he is covered with uh, sores and boils and, and uh, scraping himself with broken pieces of pottery. But he retains his integrity, which means he keeps serving the Lord. He don't compromise. He don't give up. Job had a relationship with the Lord before that moment. That's important to know. The same thing with, uh, you know, those at the Red Sea getting ready to cross. If Moses had not had the relationship with the Lord that he had, they would have all surrendered, waved the white flag, and told Pharaoh, we're sorry we ran away. We won't do it no more. But they trusted in the Lord. They had a relationship with the Lord. You can go right through and, and continue on looking at different illustrations. Uh, Joseph, you know, uh, in his coat of many colors, uh, was persecuted by his brethren, sold out by his brethren. But we find that Joseph at times, he could have compromised. He could have, he could have thrown off the coat of many colors, not talked about it. He could have, uh, when he got into that situation where temptation in the palace, he could have given in. He had a relationship with the Lord. Even when he spent time in prison, even when he felt like that people had forgotten about him and they did forget about him. You see, we can't use any excuse. I think of how can we apply all this to our lives today. We cannot use any excuse for not serving the Lord. And what I mean by that is you can't say, well, nobody called me when I was sick. Nobody came to me when I was weak. Nobody uh, cared that I wasn't coming to church anymore. You can't have that attitude. That's not your relationship. Sure, we're supposed to call people. Sure, we're supposed to encourage people. Sure, we're supposed to be there. But our individual relationship is not with each other. It is with the Lord. That's the number one thing. If you can have a relationship with each other and help each other and come to each other's rescue and all of these things, and, and you know, you think life's great, and it would be. But if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, your life is never going to be strong in the midst of temptation. It's never going to be uh, pure. When, when challenged to let filth come in. It's never going to be something that you stand for because you know it'd be easier to just compromise. It would be easier just to let down. Well, Daniel's success, um, you know, Daniel could have taken the easy path to success in the Babylonian Empire. As one of the first deportees during uh, multiple exiles of Jews to Babylon, the young man faced the very difficult decision of whether he would remain true to godly values or obey all the new influences around him. 
And I think that is something that we all need to ask ourselves the question. Will we make a decision to remain true to our godly values? Or will we be influenced or obey all these influences around us? Some people don't go to church because of the influence of spouse, influence of friends, influence of family. Oh, you don't want to serve the Lord. You don't want to, especially you don't want to live holy. You don't want to live the biblical way. You can go over here to this church and they don't, they don't expect anything of you. You just, just say you're a Christian, you're, you're a Christian. It's like saying you're a car, but you're still a person. It's like saying you're female when you're male. Unfortunately, that's the way a lot of Christians are. They say they're a Christian, but they're not remaining true to godly values. They're not remaining true to the godly values that the Word of God teaches us. You know, I guess when you start looking at um, being taught by a preacher, being taught uh, things that a church stands for. Um, maybe we as preachers have missed the mark. And, and what are you saying by that? I'm saying maybe we missed it. Instead of telling people this is what we stand for as a church or as, uh, you know, um, um, organization or whatever, we say this is what the Bible says we got to stand for. Maybe we got to stress that a little more in our day to day because, uh, you know, Daniel was one that could have taken the easy path, but his decision was, I'm going to stay true to godly values. I'm not going to obey all of these new influences around me. Now, when your child goes to a public school, they get um, surrounded by all sorts of other values. No longer is your child sitting there watching you read the Bible, watching you pray, uh, you know, uh, uh, excited about, uh, you know, maybe uh, watching a video of a church service with you or something like that. Now they're in school and their friends are starting to give them all of this influence that now they say, oh, you don't have to do all that. I don't know why your parents think you have to do that. I don't know why the church you attend thinks you have to do that. Do we want to be true to godly values or obey the influences around us? Daniel chose to be faithful to God. A life before the lion's den. Daniel said, I'm going to keep praying. Daniel said, this decree is not going to interfere with my relationship with the Lord. And my question to you today is, are you letting something interfere with your walk with God? 
Maybe it's the opinion of friends. Maybe it's the opinion of others. Maybe some people says, well, you know, uh, I know the Bible says that, but I don't think you have to do it. Are we still part of the New Testament church? Yes, we are. Are we still holding to godly values in 2024? Yes, we are. Do we still have to live separate from the world, which means I have to be different from them in my thinking, my actions, even the way I dress? Absolutely. Why? Because godly values are moral values, holy values. And also, we just need to simply say it is values that are modest. We can't be a people that dress provocative, um, act uh, provocative. If we're not careful, what will happen is we won't be like Daniel. Daniel had a life before the lion's den. Daniel had a life before the lion's den. Job had a life before he went through the loss of everything. Paul had a life before he was beaten and left for dead. John had a life with the Lord before he was beheaded. Peter had a life with the Lord before he was jailed. Paul and Silas had a life with the Lord before they was placed in jail and beaten, beaten and placed in jail. What are you saying? They still went out and preached. They still stood for their godly values even in the face of opposition. Today, we are faced with such intense opposition, more so than we ever have in our entire life or in my lifetime. And I see that people are pushing. You don't need to live holy. You don't need to live separate. I know the Bible says that, but you don't need that. that, that and they start throwing words out there, like a lot of buzzwords on the uh, political arena today, they start throwing a lot of buzzwords out there in religion, cult, uh, you know, uh, a pilgrim, uh, people that are uneducated, unlearned. They don't know what they're talking about. They, they don't have a, uh, the right understanding of the word. They start throwing all that out there. And so you're surrounded like, uh, you know, Daniel, you're surrounded by all of this new influence around you. The question is, are you still going to stand for your godly values? We must understand the life before the lion's den. We must understand the life before the lion's den. An opportunity to demonstrate his faithfulness presented itself when Daniel and his friends refused to drink the king's wine or eat the king's meat. Perhaps enjoying the king's fare portrayed a level of friendly alliance with the king that they found unacceptable. They didn't even want to eat the food the king ate. In other words, when they got taken into Babylon, they didn't want nothing to do with Babylon. They didn't want its culture. They didn't want its food. They didn't want anything. That's why we 
have got to learn, we don't want the culture of this world. We want God's culture. What is God's culture? His word, which means it's, it's, it's cleansing us. If there was no need to be cleansed, then, then you know, uh, the world that we live in, why do we need to be cleansed? Because the world we live in is filthy, ungodly. We can all agree to that. It's evil. So we need to be cleansed. If there was no need to be cleansed, then that must mean the world has no problems. And that's the problem with a lot of people is they find themselves in such a condition that they don't think they need to change anything. They don't need to come out from anything. If the world is, is filthy, immoral, evil, and, and destructive, uh, sinful, if you will, don't you think we need to come out of that? Don't you think we need to leave that behind? Even all that influence that's surrounding us, we're surrounded uh, in our homes, we're surrounded at work, we're surrounded, uh, you know, in neighborhoods, and, and unfortunately sometimes even surrounded at church by people who have not come out from among the world and trying to influence you that you don't need to. If there was nothing to come out of, then why are we even thinking and talking about serving the Lord. If there is nothing to come out of, what's the big deal then? Let's just all say we're Christians and we'll try to get to heaven that way. But if we do that, Daniel could have done that. Daniel could have said, well, you know, I'm here in the Babylonian, uh, you know, mentality. I'm away from family. I'm away from the church. I'm away from everything I've ever known. I may have to compromise here. I may have to win in Rome, do as the Romans do. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of people think church is. They call themselves Christians on Sunday, but on Monday, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. If we're not careful, our relationship with the Lord will be based upon someone else's opinion rather than the word of God. Let your relationship, and I hope you understand this, take notes, I hope that you really embrace this, let your relationship with the Lord be based upon the Bible, not someone's opinion. What if Daniel had just not had a relationship and with the Lord that was based upon living right, talking right, coming out from evil and all those things. And then all of a sudden, here he finds himself in captivity and now being told you can't pray no more. Well, that's okay. I wasn't praying much anyway. You're going to be thrown in the lion's den. We catch you praying. Oh, you won't have to worry about that. I'm not going no lion's den. You won't have to worry about me. Does This brings me to Point number, I don't know how many. <laughs> Does the devil 
worry about you. Does the devil find you a problem? Does the devil find you a problem? Oh, Daniel, you're going to get thrown in the lines then we catch a print. Oh, you don't have to worry about me. Does the devil have to worry about you? <laughs> I like that because, uh, you know what? The devil should be worried about us. The devil should be worried about you, should be worried about me. The devil should be worried that we're going to do something for the Lord. We're going to stand for the Lord. We're not going to compromise. We're going to be faithful. We're going to be true. We're going to live holy. We're going to live righteous. We're going to do what the Lord has said in his word. The devil should worry about you. The devil should worry about you. Daniel could have compromised. If he had listened to others about how to live for the Lord, he may have compromised. Because listening to others' opinions, you got to remember it's just their opinions. The word is not an opinion. It is something that's forever settled in heaven. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Where do you think we get the Bible from? It's words from God. Yes, men wrote as they was moved upon by the Holy Ghost. Men wrote as they was moved upon by the Spirit of God. Men wrote because they were influenced from heaven it's not an opinion when i read paul's writings it's not an opinion and the only opinions there are is when paul says i say not the lord that's paul's opinion but also paul taught things that had to be done he said this is the lord not me this is what the lord commands when you read the new testament when you read the old testament do you read it as God-inspired? And if you do, then you have to say, okay, if I'm going to please the Lord, then I'm going to have to follow what it says. I need a life before my lion's den. I need a life with Jesus. I need a life of faithfulness. I need to live right. That's just like people saying, well, you know, if you give me a position, I'll start being faithful. No, you got to be faithful for, before you get a position. Nobody hires somebody and then says, well, you know what? Uh, I hope you work every day. Oh, I'll start working every day when I get that, uh, you know, Boston job or when I get that superintendent job. No, if you wasn't a, a general laborer that worked every day, you're not going to be promoted. Same way with serving the Lord. If we don't have a relationship with the Lord before our lines den, we're going to find ourselves compromising so we won't go into the lines den. That's right. Compromise is a powerful thing. And I'd like to say that, you know, with compromise, 
there's a lot of things that we need to look at and say, um, if I compromise the Lord, the Lord will reject me. If I compromise, the Lord will refuse me. So I cannot compromise. Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel's life was built upon a prayer life. We have to build our life upon a prayer life. Due to Daniel's consistent prayer life, Daniel developed an excellent spirit. The Lord deemed the words of his mouth and the meditations of his heart acceptable. Does the Lord look at you and say, I hear you. I, uh, you know, uh, deem the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart acceptable. As a result, the Lord gave Daniel a wonderful attitude. How's your attitude today? How's your attitude at work? How's your attitude with others? If you have an excellent spirit, your attitude will line up with your spirit. You know, out of, out of the heart, uh, abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if our attitude's poor, it must be our spirit is poor. If, if our attitude, we got a pitiful attitude, then we'll have a pitiful spirit. But this is why Daniel needed a life, an excellent spirit, an excellent prayer life before the lion's den because the lion's den is coming to all of us. Remember, it's not a hole in the ground with hungry lions, but your lion's den is coming. It may come today. It may come tomorrow. It may come, you know, next month. But whatever tries to get you to compromise on your praying, your stand for God, and what you know the Word of God says, that's your lion's den. That's your king's decree. Whatever tries to get you to compromise. Now, I, I don't want to spend too much longer on, on this. But God's favor means everything. If you don't have the favor of God, your life is, is limited at best miserable at the worst. We need God's favor. God poured out his favor on Daniel. We can all say that. God continued to support Daniel throughout changing circumstances. Daniel 5 tells us the story of Daniel prophesying that the Babylonian Empire would give way to the Persian Empire. That very night that Daniel interpreted the writing on the wall saw the prophecy fulfilled. So Daniel had a life before the lion's den and it was being led of the Spirit, standing and telling people the truth when they didn't want to hear the truth. How many times have you witnessed to someone about serving the Lord or church or uh, you know uh, what you believe and uh you begin to talk to them about it, and they didn't want to hear it. Well, you know, I know that you believe that, but that's not what I believe. If you believe the Bible, then you have to believe that 
we as Christians have to live a certain way, not be involved in certain things. Now, I know we're living in a in a an American culture. We're surrounded by all sorts of culture that is not godly. And, and I say that because so was Daniel. So was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, surrounded by a culture that didn't enhance their walk with God. It was to hinder their walk with God. But they refused to let their surroundings affect their walk with God. We need a life right there. You see it right there on the screen. We need a life before our lion's den. And if we're going to have a life that is pleasing, a life that has the favor of God, the life that brings the blessings of God, then we're going to have to be faithful even when we're surrounded by American culture. It could be European culture. It could be, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of other heathenistic culture. But we got to stand for God's word. We got to stand. We got to have a life that not only produces a good attitude, a good life, but it produces strength in the time of temptation. And, and I believe that's what Daniel had. When Daniel was being persecuted, Daniel's response, he could have chosen not to pray for 30 days, could have chosen to kind of bowed out for a little while. If he could have outlasted the evil scheme of the presidents and princes for a month, he could have just said, okay, I'm going to lay low, right? Then all would have been well. Once again, Daniel would have come out, yep. Everybody still likes me. I'm still alive. But you know what? Daniel didn't do that because it didn't matter what others in the kingdom thought Daniel should do. Daniel did what he knew the word said and what he knew the Lord wanted him to do. That's where we got to get. Church, if we're going to have revival in 2024, if we're going to have more in 24, if we're going to have uh, things happen in a greater way in 24, we're going to have to not let the culture around us change us or cause us to compromise, but we will stand for the true values of God. That's what being a Christian, Christ-like means being christ like that's what christian means christ like you want to be like jesus of course you do i want to be like jesus so meek and lowly i want to be like him so meek and lowly so humble and holy i want to be like jesus i wish i knew the words to that song Faithful obedience brings worldly resistance. I want to say that again. Faithful obedience brings worldly resistance. While we may want the Lord to reward us for our faithful obedience, we must be aware of the worldly resistance that may arise from doing the right thing. And I want to close with this. When we pray, 
the Lord blesses us with an excellent spirit and an opportunity for advancement. Others may despise our blessing and seek to harm us or destroy us. And like Daniel, we must continue standing for the Lord, praying, not compromising. How's your life before the lion's den? Are you faithful today? Are you living righteous today? Are you living holy today? Are you resisting the culture around you today? I pray that you are. And I want to come to a close with that because I want us to end this online service with prayer that we will all stand. Even in the midst of evil culture around us, we'll stand for the Lord because your lion's den is coming. Your Paul and Silas moment is coming. Maybe even your Job situation is coming. How will you respond? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. You're so good to us. You've blessed us. You've given us an excellent spirit. You have shown your power in our lives. But Lord, we need to make sure we're living a life pleasing unto you so that when we face the opposition, when we face the moment of compromise, we will stand for you and not let the worldly influences change our hearts. Lord, help us all to stand strong in 2024. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus I ask and pray. Is our broadcast for today and we hope that it's been a blessing to you uh, we hope that you have um, uh, understood from the Sunday school lesson uh, of how that we stand tall on our knees we got to have a prayer life we got to have a relationship with the Lord up to today's uh, uh, sermon if you will of how that we got to have a life before the lion's den uh, that we all understand how now to stand and not compromise, not be influenced by the worldly uh, things and the things that we're surrounded with. Daniel wasn't. Hananiah, Mishael, Nazariah wasn't. And we could go right on and on and on down the list that people that stood and said, I'm not going to let the influences around me cause me to compromise. Stand strong for Jesus, and he will bless you with an excellent spirit. Well, uh, we got to get out of here and we got to get some things done at two o'clock. We wanted to mention two o'clock. You can join us and we will be gathered here at two o'clock for the Pikeful service. So keep that in mind. And uh, we may just piggyback a little bit off of this Daniel uh, story. So uh, join us at two o'clock. You can catch us on the Pikeful Facebook page. Of course, I'll bring all of those up so you can see. You can catch us on the Pipeful Apostolic Facebook page. Uh, we'll be right back on our our regular uh, broadcast of the church. And uh, ever how you view us, 
We hope that you will catch us at 2 o'clock, and we hope that you've been blessed today. And hopefully everything, I think, uh, weather-wise is going to uh, have everything melted off by Wednesday. We hope to see everybody Wednesday in the house of the Lord. May the Lord richly bless you and keep you is our prayer. So uh, enjoy the rest of this day. It's 17 degrees outside.